0: as the six of actually seven my apologies as the seven of you are kind of finishing up the conversations Exchanging everything that went down in your guys' interrogations. You all heed the advice of the people that visited you guys in your rooms. And you remember at this point, after having these conversations in interrogations, it's now early evening. It's 4, 430 ish if we're going to use actual time. And the, so the sun is starting to go down just a tiny bit. And as you look around that, for the most part, the dojo is pretty empty. You don't even see the usual kind of like staff that you normally see going about their business. It's eerily quiet. And as the seven of you take a look around in the distance, you hear what seemed to be a bunch of fireworks going off. But like the ones that, you know, all that good stuff. And you realize you know what? Whatever is going to happen down the road is future use problems. So tonight, though, y'all are going to have a good time, especially as you guys. It hangs over your head and but nobody wants to admit it quite yet. But when tomorrow comes, you will all be heading back to your homes and you will no longer it's like summer camp. You have grown attached to each other over the time period that you've been here. But then you must say your goodbyes tomorrow. But again, that is future use problems. So the seven of you decide to head on down to the festival grounds. As you make your way through town, you still see all the decorations still up from y- your guys' night on the town before the Topaz Championship began all those days ago. But as you begin to go closer and closer to the festival ground, that it has evolved in size so the best way to put it is that your initial arrival the opening festival was just a small taste of what was to come and as you begin to enter that there are numerous uh, rows and rows of different stalls ranging from food vendors to merchants to craftspeople all peddling and doing the wheeling and dealing, selling their wares and goods to all the different young samurai, and include the denizens of the town that you guys find yourself in. You are overcome by the senses. You are, your eyes are gazing upon the multitude of smiles and happy faces of all the people there. Your ears are pleasantly Introduced to the noise of laughter and music and in, certain, in Shodai's case the sound of food being cooked your sense of smell is gently caressed with the variety of spices from the foods to the different aromas of the candles and you just feel within your chest just this nice warmth of a feeling Granted, there are still a lot of questions that need to be answered, but for the time being, you feel at ease and you feel at peace while you are here at this festival. And then, of course, as you look past all these merchants and the rows of vendors behind, you see a very large lake with the shore and the water greeting each other ever so often as you also see a few individuals set up and start constructing what look to be different kind of floats in a sense and lots of paper lanterns that are being constructed and made and all that stuff being set up for when the sun goes down. So you do have a little bit of time before you guys can make your way onto the boat So, is there anything in particular at this festival that you both would like to do, (laughs) Himiko?
1: Oh, Yaka is just looking around, taking in all the the lights and sounds. That's really all he's doing at the moment. Guys, I don't know what to say. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people in my family, they always thought luck was a myth. They thought it was stupid, but... My mother always believed in in the chances of luck. And some of my fondest memories of her was us walking the gardens at night just listening to the crickets. So, this means the world to me. Thank you, my friend. You'd make a good line. You're strong and considerate. That's one thing that I've noticed a lot of lines have been lacking nowadays. Thank you, my friend. Would also return his. And uh, I'm gonna hold up that little cage and I'm gonna look right at this little cricket and I say, So what do you think, Colin? Colin being Japanese for luck.
0: As you say that to this cricket, it just turns its head as it looks at you, Yaka, and it chirps along a little bit and. Just continues to do.
1: I'm just going to kind of look at the cricket and just smile and then just tuck the cage like in, uh, into my arm and I'm going to just walk around a little bit. See if there's anything in this festival that catches my eye. Okay.
0: So as you're walking around, Yaka, you are met with all different types of stalls from food vendors to craftspeople with all their different wares to even some sub- stalls that have games in it. And for you specifically, as you're walking about, you are walking, and as you come into this clearing where there are different tables set up with people eating a variety of things, you notice that on the other side, sitting By himself, underneath a tree, is a small, young child. And he looks to be about five or six. And as you look at his direction, that he looks to be what most, while most people are just walking by, he seems to be quietly sobbing as... It's like one of those things that kids do is after they had the initial like big cry, it's just the hiccuping crying that comes afterwards a little bit like the afterwards, like when they're calming down. But they still feel sad and they're crying just a tiny bit, but not as much as the initial like outburst of tears and you just see him wiping yeah, the, his eyes uh, and his nose.
1: Oh, yeah. Me and Connor. I'm gonna walk over to him. I'm just gonna kneel down What's the matter?
0: And he just looks at you and still wiping his eyes from his tears. He begins to say,
1: I can't. I also hand him a little
0: handkerchief. So he takes the handkerchief and just like, he comically blows his nose into it. (laughs) But as he's holding it, he just not really making eye contact with you. Just still sobbing a little bit. I lost my
1: Bob. I can't find her anywhere. Come with me. Together, we'll both find her. And if need be, I have some friends here. We'll all look, help look for your mother. Okay, mister.
0: And he kind of just holds his hand out to you, looking for some sort of comfort.
1: That's it. Yeah, I think at the beginning of this entire endeavor, I think I said that Yaka, even though he's only like 16, 17, something like that, Yaka is Still, already he's 5'10". I, c- I pick him up and put him on my shoulder. And uh, I say, okay, if you see your mother, point her out, and I'll take you to her. And I'm also going to start walking around and going to different vendors. And if I see any, I'm going to talk to any guards that might be walking the street.
0: Okay. So you and this young boy, the two, and along with Cone, your little cricket friend now, the three of you are walking around the festival, going up to different vendors, to different guards around the town. And while everyone's trying to be as helpful as possible, unfortunately, you're really not really getting anywhere. That is until you walk more further into the festival where you stop upon a makeshift kind of stage a little bit. There's the stage up front and in the kind of as benches across the small little theater. And as you're taking a look on it, you see a woman come out. She is dressed. She's dressed in a kimono, but it looks to be very elegant and very ornate. And you can see that her face is covered in white makeup with a very accentuated bright red lip. And the eyeshadow is matching in a more lighter red for it for a little bit of context. So this, she is dressed up as a geisha and, and she's got her fan in her hand and she's looking around nervously. And as she turns to you, Yaka, And this little boy, her eyes light up and she just smiles. And at the top of her lungs, she just yells, my Tatsuo. And she comes running towards you guys. And as you are about to walk, the little boy just lets go of your hand and yells, mom, and kind of runs up to her. And they both embrace it, this nice little hug. As he begins crying again. I'm so sorry. I lost you. I turned around and you weren't there. And the mom just goes. It's okay. It's okay. I found you now. And that's all that matters. As she is embracing little Tatsuo. And she picks him up a little bit. And then looks at you. And she says. Are you the one who brought him?
1: Yes ma'am. And. When I say this, I
0: call to her. Oh, no, don't do that. There's no need. I am but a simple, I'm a simple performer. There's no need to be so formal with me. And she just looks at you. And she notices that you are wearing the colors of the Lion Clan. And says, oh, you are of the Lion Clan. My apologies. As she, with her son, she puts him down. And she says, Tatsuo, let's bow together. And they both bow to you. So... Just to give a little bit of context for you, Josh. So, just like ancient feudal Japan, the society in Rokugan follows that of traditional Japanese caste system. So, in Rokugan, samurai are considered to be of a higher stature than most village folk or the commoners, and performers are of that same kind of commoner. So, it is common for them to bow before samurai as it is tradition and it is appropriate in terms of respect to do. And so she's doing it out of because it's the tradition. Since you are now technically a full fledged samurai, you're going to be seeing a lot more people, at least the ones that act like they have common sense. They're going to bow to you since you're now of a higher station than they are. And so they both bow to you. And she says, "Accept my apologies, eh I hope this wasn't too much trouble for you. Well,
1: it was no trouble at all. I'm happy to be able to have helped him find his mother. And There's, there's absolutely no way I could have just walked past him like so many other people did.
0: Well, nonetheless, you have my thanks. Oh, I'm sorry. Where are my manners? And she takes out her fan and she does a little very like caricature-like version. She sticks to fan out. She fans herself as if she is performing for you, but she means it in a light-hearted tone. Before looking at you, she says, My name is Hirari Kurihara. It is a pleasure to meet you. And she bows once again. And may I know the name of the one who returned my son to me?
1: I am Iyakakana no Kaze. But everybody just calls me Yaka for short.
0: Hold on a minute, and she begins to think a little bit. I'm
1: sorry, could you tell me? If you're wondering, uh, yes, I am Lord Mokaze's son.
0: Oh, I figured that much from the last name alone, but if I remember correctly, what was your mother's name? Putting you on the
1: spot! thing is, I am terrible at just coming up with random names, expecting.
0: Go for it. Ooh, Hina. That's nice. You cool with that, Josh?
1: Yeah. I that. It sounds pretty.
0: Okay. So, yeah. So, Hina.
1: <laughs> uh, my mother's name was Hina. Oh, my God.
0: And at the mention of the name, Hirari just light up. And she's, so you're Hina's son. Oh, my goodness. And there's a brief moment of joy. But then it turns to a little bit of somberness. She's, oh, I- I'm sorry, my love. I, I didn't mean to. I knew your mother growing up. In fact, we were friends a long time ago before I moved. And in fact, we both did. We were both performers when we were younger. But then, of course, life had different paths for us. But I'm glad that, and she kind of herself and says, I- I'm sorry. I don't mean to just pour this all on you. It's, I didn't know she had a son, but I was so happy. Oh my, last time I saw you, you weren't even born yet. And she just smiles and says, you are, you are the spitting image of your mother. I miss her. I do too. I miss the letters she would always send me. Telling me about what she was up to. Chronicling you growing up, all the different things she would do. And then they just stopped. And it wasn't until a little bit later that I found that she had Um, passed. And so I know it's been a bit, but still, I hope you accept my condolences.
1: Very kind of you.
0: Give me one sec. And you see her kind of go backstage real quickly. And it's about a couple minutes before she comes back. And she returns with a small little ornate box. It looks a little bit faded. It is painted in this similar color as your gemstone in your brooch. A little bit. And she says, when I left, your mother gave me this little box. And it was always to be a reminder of our friendship. And a reminder of our life, our brief life together as a pair of traveling performers when we were younger. I think it would benefit you more if I gave it to you. That way you have a f- small little piece of her, even if she's gone. And she hands it out to you. From what you can tell, Yaka, it is a bit faded. It looks to be a wooden box. Some of the paint is chipped a little bit and faded. It looks like it has seen years and years of wear and tear. But you'll see a small little latch attached to the box in front of it.
1: I will undo the latch and look to see what's inside the box.
0: Okay. So as you open the box that inside of it, as you open it, you see a small little figurine in the center of it. And it is a kind of a small little sculpture of what looks to be a swan. And it looks to be in a flying position. And as you open the box, you see this little toy swan inside begin to turn a little bit. And as it begins to turn, You start to hear music play from it. Essentially what this is, it is a little music box. And as you are listening to the music that is being played, you begin to remember that you've heard this before. And sure enough, you're very familiar with this little tune that's playing. Because it used to be the lullaby that your mom used to sing to you when you were little to get you, for any reason, to get you to sleep, to get you to calm down, to make you feel better when you've hurt yourself and you were crying because you got a boo. But as you're listening to this and you are looking at this music box, deep within you, you feel... Just a flood of memories rush back to you, if you will. For the longest time since your mother has passed, you try to keep those feelings of sadness and loneliness and that piece of your heart that has been missing for a little bit at bay. But upon hearing your mother's lullaby in this music box, those floodgates begin to open and you are just filled with A mixture of sadness and gratitude and any other complex emotion that you've been trying to run away from for the longest time. And as you're kind of listening, you start to feel the small, warm stream of tears fall from your eyes as they begin to cascade down and landing on the music box as you're just continuing to listen to... The siren song, or the swan song, so to speak, of your mother from this music box.
1: Can I add a little bit of a background for flair to this?
0: Do it. This is your story too, so go ahead, my friend.
1: As Yaka is looking at this little music box and listening to it, just very quietly he starts to hum along to it. And as he's humming along with this song, just... Everything just blacks out. He doesn't hear the chattering of the people at the different shops and vendors. He's just completely fixed on this little music box. And the camera, quote-unquote, the camera that's focused on Yaka, everything behind him just blacks out. And... Instead of the hustle and bustle of this festival, they see a woman sitting down on a porch in a garden with a small child just kind of lying down on her lap. And this woman starts singing this song, the same song from this music box. And kind of self explanatory, this is a memory of. Yaka's mom singing to him this little lullaby. And as the tears start falling, he takes his sleeve and just wipes the tears away. And when he does that, the this memory fades out and the hustle and bustle of this festival comes back again.
0: As you wipe away the tears, you feel the warmth of Hirari's hand kind of placed gently on your shoulder. And she just says, To you. Young one, your mom was such a brightness to this world. And I too was stricken with grief when I learned of her passing. But I will say that despite all that, even if she's no longer physically here, young Yaka, she still burns bright within you. I can see it in your eyes that warmth. And that love you have for her, for your father, and to others around you. That was her greatest strength, in my opinion. That no matter what, she brought the best out in people. Which in turn brought out the best in herself. By uplifting others. Young yaka do not be dragged down by what has been in the past, and don't run from your true feelings. It's okay to miss her, it's okay to grieve, it's okay to be sad, but do not stay there. There is so much more ahead of you, and I know without a doubt that that Hina would want that for you, and she wants to see what kind of man you will become. So don't lose hope, and don't lose the light of your path, young Yaka. Continue to move forward, and move forward with people you trust, because they will show you that no matter the circumstances, you have something great in you. And she just gently brings you in for a hug.
1: of course, hug her back, and... I just sit there for a second and say, Mother always said that the coldness and the harshness of winter will always fall to the warmth and the life of spring. She would always tell me that when I felt bad.
0: And as she should. And Hirari releases you from her embrace and just smiles and says, I sense the road ahead is going to be challenging on all fronts. But know this, Yaka. So long as you keep your mother close to your heart and you let your, her memories guide you. And he she looks past you and looks behind you as she sees your other compatriots in the distance doing a variety of other things and looking back to you. I think you're in capable hands. And I, for one, await to see where this path leads you. And she just, she's a little bit taller than you, Yaka. So she kneels down a little bit and she gives you a small little kiss on the forehead. And she backs away and says, Now then, go live life to the fullest. And I look forward to hearing from you very soon. I'll make sure to come visit you. Or if you happen to be in any of the cities and I happen to be there, feel free to stop by. And she just looks at you and says, go and enjoy yourself, young one. You have your whole life ahead of you. Never forget that. And she takes her son and promptly turns around and heads back to the backstage area to finish getting ready for the performance, leaving you and your mother's music box, as well as Cone, your cricket.
1: One thing I would like to do if we have the time is go to a painter and have them touch up the paint on that music box.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. So you end up finding an artisan and just looking at it. And just because of the festive mood, they are able to do a nice little touch up. It does take a little bit of time. So uh, the damage to it is not too severe. Would it take a couple of days, but it would take about 30, 45 minutes. So after waiting patiently, they bring it back to you and they restored your mom's music box. to the look of brand new. And as you go getting ready to pay for it, the artisan kind of just looks at you and says, it's on the house. And he smiles at you and just says, this must be very important. So it's no bother to me. And just smiles.
1: And I look and I smile back and I bow and I say, thank you. Thank you very much.
0: You're very welcome, young one. And so he goes they go back to doing their thing. So now, I will say
1: it. Uh, i go, go ahead. and find the rest of my friends. I'm gonna go and find the rest of my friends, and we are going to get food.
0: Most certainly. So you find the rest of your friends, and I will say that y'all get some food and then you start to head to the lake where you all reconvene and all that goodness. So as all of you get to the shore of this lake, you see a bunch of These boats just, uh, you see a lot of, for the better term, volunteers holding on to the boats, pushing them up on shore, helping people get inside. And as you guys kind of walk up, that what they've been setting up when you first got here is now incomplete. You just see rows and rows of these, for a better term, that uh, rows and rows of completed Choching lanterns, which are. Paper lanterns, so to speak. And there's just rows of them. And as you guys walk out, each of you gets one as well as a small little candle with some, I will say matches exist in this world. okay? (laughs) so you each get some matches and then you guys are just split into the boats. So in one boat, it is you three, Yaka and Shodai. In another one, it is Hitoshi and Himiko. And then in the last boat is Mio and Kaito. And so as all three groups look at each other, you are each pushed into the lake with the boat kind of floating there a little bit. And as you go across the water, you see the reflection of what is left of the evening sun as well as the reflection of the rising moon as it begins to take the sun's place in the sky. And as you are looking around the lake, you just see a small, not even small, you see a multitude of boats just in a kind of half circle shape in the water. And as you are looking out from the shore, you hear the main Kind of person in charge with the volunteers repeating it, giving the instructions to light the lanterns. I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit. So, again yeah, sorry, <laughs> but I love the creativity that you guys come up with. So essentially what you guys are doing is similar to an Obon festival. Obon festival is with these papal lanterns. They light them up and they send them out to see. As a way to remember the deceased spirits or the loved ones who have moved on to the afterlife. But in some contexts across the different histories, they can also be used to offer hopes and dreams and prayers and things like that. So what I want from you guys is I want you to tell me what are you sending, quote unquote, inside of this lantern as you send it out to sea? Is it a remembrance of a loved one that has passed? Is it a hope or a dream that you hope carries on and that the whatever spirits hear it will grant it to you? So I'm actually going to start with you, Yako, on this one. So metaphorically speaking, what is it that you are putting into this lantern to be sent to the spirits?
1: In remembrance of my mother, I am going to be casting out quite literally, in this case, since they're candles, a light in the darkness. And by doing this, as I'm lighting the candle of this lantern, I repeat what I said just earlier. Even the coldness and the harshness of winter will soon fall to the warmth and the life of spring.
0: I love that. Okay. And then Daidero, what about you? Whew! Okay. So, as you both, and along with Shodai, let your lanterns kind of cross the lake. What starts out as just this singular trio is joined by the rest of the lanterns that your friends have also pushed out. And then they are joined by the multitudes of others that are on the lake. Pushing the, their memories, their hopes, their dreams to the spirit world for them to be remembered, for them to come true, and for their prayers to be answered. And it's been a little bit, but despite the multitude of people, you all just are here. The silence, beautiful silence, though. As you just hear the lanterns and the sound of the rippling waves, just working in tandem together to create this beautiful sight in front of you. As the lanterns begin to be pushed farther out into the lake, despite the size of the lanterns growing smaller and smaller, as they go farther and farther away from shore, the intensity of the light within each lantern grows What seems to be growing brighter and brighter, that despite of how small they are, that internal flame that is keeping them lit continues to burn bright as they all travel down into the open river and they begin making their way downstream. As you all take a brief moment to witness this, your all boats begin to be pulled back to shore by the volunteers who have been making sure you guys don't drift too far. And you all make your way back to shore. And in a quiet understanding, you all just look at each other and the feelings that you had before when you came to the festival of uncertainty, bittersweetness, sadness of having to depart the next day. You all come to a quiet, agreement that you are bound together through your experiences that you have shared. And now with all this new chapter about to begin, it doesn't seem that you guys are going to get rid of each other anytime soon. So in this quiet understanding, you all make your way back to the Academy as the sounds of the festival continue to go on. And grows fainter and fainter as you get closer to the academy. You all make your way back to your room. And without even saying a word, even with Hitoshi and Himiko, all of you guys enter the room. And you begin to get ready for the night. And one after the other, you guys lay down. You talk, you talk about everything from everything that has transpired so far at the topaz championship to the interrogation, to what is going on with uncle Ikigai, but that the conversations begin to turn lighter as you begin to share with one another, your experiences, how you grew up, your hobbies, your hopes and dreams, your flaws, You all let down your walls as you begin to have those conversations with each other and you begin to grow a deeper bond than you thought that random kids who are coming to become samurai would ever dream of. As these memories are being made, you all slowly, after a while, drift into the arms of the sleeping world. And as you all begin to fall asleep, you are given a sense of serenity and a peace flows over all of you as you all come to realize that no matter what happens the next day, and despite the distances that you will have to travel, you all know that your futures are tied to each other and that what is waiting for you down the road. Might be uncertain, and it may be a little scary, but after tonight, the bonds that you have created in this short span of time will be the foundations that you will need to not only discover about the world, but to discover more about yourselves. And in the final moments, as you all begin to drift into sleep outside in the garden, The visage of Doji Satsume just stands in the middle underneath the dancing moonlight as he looks towards your guys' Tatami door. And in his lonely silence, he just smiles and he says to himself, You seven are going to be the change that this world needs. The road ahead will be difficult, you will be challenged. Your emerging viewpoints are not of how most people think, but with your eager hearts and loving personalities, young ones, I believe that you will bring change to this world. Not just keeping it safe, but you will change things for the better. And I can only hope that you will continue to support each other and that you will keep your hearts open to the wonders of this world. And you will not allow the bitterness of youth and disappointment cloud it. I will be watching all over all of you. Until then, take care, my young fledglings. And as the moonlight begins to grow brighter, you, we see the Doji Satsume's and ghosts begin to dissipate a little bit. as beams of this golden radiant light begin to form off of him as slowly his ghost begins to disappear. And the last thing that the camera picks up is as his face begins to disappear into this golden light, a warm smile and tears of happiness begin to flow from his face as the last bit of Doji Satsume enters the moonlight, thus taking him into the afterlife. And that is where we're going to end right there, my friends. Oh boy.
1: So, you're making me cry over here.
0: I know. And this is going to be, this was a fun one. And I think next one's going to be fun too, but it's also going to be bittersweet as when we come back next time with everyone together, we will be doing basically the epilogue and ending this chapter and ending the first season as with the story wise. Oof, it's been a long journey, but I'm excited to see the conclusion of this part of the story. But until then, to everyone who stuck by listening to these last couple episodes, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in to Furusato, a Legend of the Five Rings actual play podcast. Remember, until next episode, love each other, take care of one another, and as always, let the good times roll. Until next time, we will see you later.